So we are starting a new series today. If you haven't been able to read my shirt, that's Jesus, and he says, I never said that. So uh, this might be my uniform for the next few weeks. Uh, and, and if you want to get one, bobsmileycomic.com, uh, I believe, is where I uh, picked this up. So uh, check out the comedy of Bob Smiley, and, uh, and, and also uh, grab yourself a shirt. Um, this series is all about things that we attribute to God, but things that he never really said. And we're starting with a big one that I think a lot of people say, uh, and that it, maybe you've said it before, I don't know. God won't give you more than you can handle. And remember, God won't give you more than you can handle. Just so you know, God never said that. Uh <laughs> It's some of that great, annoying Christian advice that we tend to give uh, that when we don't know what else to say, I'm sure we mean well, I'm sure that we're trying to be helpful. Uh, I, I think that, that many of us really believe this. It, it sounds good on the surface. You might even be a little puzzled why this is on the list. You might be going, well, isn't that right? Isn't it that God won't give me more than I can handle? But, but God never said it. In fact, believing this can actually be detrimental to our spiritual lives because you are going to encounter things in your life that you can't handle. Uh, in the, uh, the Calvin and Hobbes cartoon one, one Sunday, uh, Calvin, Calvin got, dressed in his, uh, got dressed for school, and, um, and then, I, I won't show you the whole thing, but, but uh, um, each block of the, of the cartoon, uh, it, it was just a bad day. I mean, he, it started out bad and just got worse. He, he got caught looking off somebody else's paper, and then he got beat up by a bully at the locker, and then he got soaked at the drinking fountain, and then, uh, I mean, he, 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 uh, the school lunch was just something nasty, you know, and then, then he, he got uh, picked on at recess, and, and uh, he lost his show-and-tell item, and he missed the bus, and so he had to walk home, and then it rained, and it was just one bad thing after another. And so at bedtime, he says to, to old Hobbs, go ahead and put that up there. You know, Hobbs, some days even my lucky rocket ship underpants don't help. Have you ever had a day when your lucky rocket ship underpants didn't help? You don't need to show us. I'm just, uh, you know. I mean, those lucky rocket ship underpants sound like a great idea, but sometimes they're just not enough. Because there are days, there are weeks, there are seasons when life just seems to be more than we can handle. Because it is more than we can handle. So where do we get this idea that God won't give us more than we can handle? I mean, it's got to come from somewhere. So where, where did it come from? And, and why do we say that? And why is it so prevalent? Uh, it's probably from... Uh, tweaking just a little bit, tweaking uh, a verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, um, and, and, and it says this, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So that's close, right? I mean, that sounds a lot the same. Uh, but this is talking about temptation. 
so it's saying that it's possible for us to resist temptation. We have a choice. Uh, ooh, come do this. It'll make you feel good. You, you saw those after school specials, right? Come on, you won't get addicted. Your parents will never find out. Come on, everything will be fine. It, it, but it, and this this verse says it's possible to resist that temptation. It's possible that there there's going to be a way out. God is going to provide a way out so you can endure and stand up under the temptation. You don't have to give in to temptation. You don't have to sin. That's what this verse says. It's funny because we don't usually quote it in that way. Usually we live our lives as though, oh, sin is just inevitable. I'm just going to give in. Uh, so we don't use it for the way that it, what it really says. And instead, we twist it or misquote it and we say that God's never going to give us circumstances that we can't overcome on our own. They're not more than we can handle. But that's just not what it's saying. In fact... I mean, if you think about it, Scripture is full of stories of people who had much more than they could handle. I, I mean, we could spend the rest of the week talking about all the different stories of, of those people. Just a few examples. Moses would be one. Moses is, is uh, you know, in the, the last third of his life, and he encounters this, this burning bush, and, and uh, God says, hey, I want you to go speak for me. And, and Moses says, what do you want me to do? I, I, I can't even talk plain. And, and it was more than he could handle. Uh, and I don't know if he was really putting that on or not, but, but he, he says, I, I stutter. I can't, talk. I can't do that. He's wanted for murder. He's, I mean, all this, I, I can't do it. Moses certainly was given more than he could handle. Gideon, maybe you've heard of Gideon. He's one of the judges in the, uh, in the book of Judges in the Old Testament. Um, God uh, encountered him while he was hiding from the bad guys. The bad guys are coming in. He's hiding and, uh, and trying to stay away from it. And, and he says, God, I can't do this. I'm, my family is the weakest in our tribe, and I'm the weakest in my family. I mean, I, I more than I can handle. There's no way. And then later on, once he does, God does convince him to go. Um, at one point, you, maybe you remember the story, he takes this army of 300 hundred men against an army of thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Talk about something that was more than he could handle. Gideon is another example. Probably don't have to say anything more than, than the story of Job. The, uh, the, the book of Job in the Old Testament is, is uh, certainly an example of this man that was given so much more than he could handle and is, is uh, 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 the, dealing with grief and loss from the, his family members that died and, and he's dealing with, uh, with financial ruin and he's, uh, he's, he's dealing with all these disasters that have overtaken him. His, his own health is in jeopardy and, uh, I mean, it's certainly more than he could handle. I think about Joseph. Um, is Joseph. Joseph um, and, and his uh, coat of many colors and, and, and his, his brothers ambushed him and sold him into slavery and then he was falsely accused and thrown into jail and people forgot about him over probably 10 plus years uh, as we look at, at scripture. It just looks like it's going from bad to worse to worse and, and it was certainly more than he could handle. Uh, David, much is written about uh, King David uh, in, in the Old Testament even before he was king. Um, he wrote a lot of the Psalms, and, and uh, Psalm 34 kind of sums it up uh, for, for some of the things that David had to face. He says, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. I can't take it all. I'm exhausted and completely crushed. My groans have come from an anguished heart. I don't have what it takes to handle this, David said in Psalm 34, 8. If none of those examples are enough, we can always look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Just a little over a week ago, we 
Uh, we, we walked through that, that fateful night of uh, Jesus uh, starting at the, the, the Last Supper and then going to the garden and he's praying and, and he's anguished and, and, and it says that, that his, uh, his soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. Even Jesus had more than he could handle. Can you imagine uh, going up to Moses uh, by the burning bush or, or going up to Job as he's sitting there and, and uh, dealing with the, uh, the health issues and the grief and all the things and, or going up to Jesus in the garden and, and saying, now hang in there, God won't ever give you more than you can handle. Ding, right? I mean, God never said that. In fact, many times, and, and here's, I think it's important to recognize, many times God intentionally gives us or allows us to face things that we can't possibly handle for a few very good reasons. And we're going to look at a few of those today. Why would God give us more than we can handle? Reason number one is to experience God's presence, to experience his presence. Have you ever noticed that, that we tend to wait until we're in trouble before we start seeking God? Uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, maybe that's not you. But uh, when everything's fine, uh, everything's going all right, we don't really feel the need for God or we forget about going after him or things kind of are floating along just fine. And, and, uh, and then when things start falling apart, that's when we start praying. God knows we do that. One reason God might give us something we can't handle is so that we will turn to him. I think one great place that we see that is in the, uh, uh, the, the book of Jonah. Um, you remember Jonah? He was a prophet who ran away from God and, and um, uh, you know, the whole whale thing, right? That, that was a thing, right? Uh, Jonah and the, the big fish. And so, uh, so he's, he's running away from God. He ends up on a boat out in the sea and there's this big storm. And uh, they, he convinced the guys, oh, it's probably my fault. Just throw me overboard. And he did and the, everything goes still. And then God, uh, or then there, there's this fish and it swallows him up. I mean, it's just a crazy story. And, and uh, believe it or not, I think I believe it. <laughs> in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the belly of the fish, that's when Jonah prayed. Jonah chapter 2, uh, verses, verse 2 and verse 7. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help and you listened to my cry. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. When did Jonah call to the Lord? In my distress. It wasn't when everything was, uh, when I thought I was going to get away with stuff and I was heading away from God and, and doing all those things. He didn't call to the Lord when things were going okay, uh, when, 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 when he was uh, on track, so to speak. He only remembered the Lord when everything went horribly wrong. <laughs> when you're surrounded by fish meat, uh, <laughs> things are hor- have gone horribly wrong. That's when he called it. God caused the storm more than Jonah could handle. <laughs> God caused that, that fish more than Jonah had any power over. He didn't, he didn't do it because he knew Jonah could handle it. God sent those things because he knew precisely, he knew that Jonah couldn't handle it. He sent the storm, he sent the fish to get Jonah's attention and it worked because Jonah called out to God in his distress. God knows that we t- tend to forget him in times of success and call to him in times of distress. I stole that. I didn't really make that up, but I think it, it, uh, it's pretty catchy. When everything's, when, when everything's going well, we tend to forget 
It was when everything fell apart in the time of distress that, uh, that Jonah called out to God. So God just might let you face something you can't handle so that you'll remember to call on him. There are promises all all through the Bible about what happens when we call on God. Psalm 145, 18 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. We call on him, he's near to us. Uh, Proverbs 8, 17, I love those who love me. Those who seek me, find me. If we're forgetting to seek him, we're not going to find him. But if we're seeking him, we will find him. Sometimes it takes overwhelming circumstances to drive us to seek him. When we do that, we will find him. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me. Seek me with all of your heart. Psalm 34, 6, this poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. God wants you to know that he is with you. He wants you to experience his presence and it might just take a situation that you can't handle to get you to call on him. So if it seems like you're facing more than you can handle, allow yourself to be drawn to God. Remember that he is with you even in the storm, especially in the storm. We can experience God's presence even in the middle of the storm. God might just allow you to face something you can't handle so that you'll experience his presence in the middle of it. Another reason we might face something that's, uh, that's overwhelming that we can't handle is so that we'll learn to rely on others. Moses had to learn this lesson. We already talked a little bit about Moses, but his story, I mean, it's just one, one big old deal after another. It seems like his life was filled with situations that he couldn't handle. After, after arguing with God there at the, uh, at the, the burning bush, and then, uh, then uh, he finally went along with it, but then he's uh, fighting with, uh, with Pharaoh for, for months and, and all the, uh, the, the problems and, and, and things that, that came. Finally, he leads the Israelites out of Egypt and, and had the whole Red Sea thing and, and just one thing after they didn't have food, and so, so uh, uh, God provided manna, this, this uh, bread from heaven. I mean, it's an epic tale. Maybe you watch the Ten Commandments. Uh, isn't it always Easter weekend? when they, It probably doesn't have anything. It's not anything like how it really happened in the Bible, but it's a classic, I guess, so watch it, whatever. But uh, uh, Moses and, uh, and you know, the whole, you know, coming down the mountain and the, the I mean, just uh, epic, one thing after another after another. Well, in the middle of all that, uh, the Israelites, maybe you know this, the Israelites complained a little bit. They weren't exactly the most thankful people in the world. Uh, I used to get on, get, you know, talk about all their, their awful problems, but then I realized that I'm probably a lot like them more than I want to admit. But uh, So anyway, these people aren't exactly thankful for all that God has done for them, uh, brought them out of Egypt and, and provided for them. And, and so uh, as, as we're, uh, I want to look a little bit at this story as we think about how important it is for us to rely on others. Uh, Numbers, the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, chapter 11, uh, it talks about um, right after God has been providing this bread from heaven, manna from heaven, for them to eat every morning, but it just didn't seem to be enough. So Numbers 11, beginning in verse 4, it says, The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. Now we've lost our appetite. We never see anything but this amazing supernatural bread from heaven yeah that's it just that's all they saw was just this supernatural stuff anyway 
Moses, it says Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry. Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you place this burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promise on oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. Sounds like God gave him more than he could handle. If, if this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me, he says. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let my face, uh, let me face my own ruin. To which God said, don't worry, Mo- Moses, I won't give you more than you can handle. Just hang in there. He didn't say that. Moses is ready to die here. He's, this is too much. It's too much to take. And this is what God says in, in Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 and 17. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's, Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you. So you will not have to carry it alone. God said, Moses, I know you can't handle this. It's more than you can handle. You can't do this. You don't have to do this. Other people will help you carry these burdens. It's the same truth that we, uh, that we find in Galatians chapter uh, 6, verse 2. Uh, it's an instruction to the church. Uh, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. God has not designed you to handle everything in your life on your own. We need each other. We will face things, and, and when you do, you'll need other people to help you carry those things. God might just allow you to go through something you can't handle in order to teach you to rely on other people. How many times do we try to live life thinking we can handle it, right? We've got the power to do it, that we're just going to muscle through, we're just going to push on, we can handle it, we can do it. We've been programmed to believe that God won't give us more than we can handle. So we try to just hang on and keep going. (laughs) Nothing much of substance happens when we're trying to just do it on our own strength. You were not created to have all the power you'll need to face the issues in your life. You were created to need God and his power. And it's that power that makes all the difference. The Apostle Paul in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 describes a, a thing that he faced that was more than he could handle. He called it his thorn in the flesh. No one knows for sure what it was. He described it as a messenger of Satan to torment me. So I think it was his little sister. But I'm not sure. Not sure because it doesn't say that. Most people think it was some sort of uh, physical ailment of some type, uh, something that he was facing that he wished he didn't, uh, didn't have to face and, and was, was, seemed to be a hindrance or a distraction from, from his ministry and different things he was doing. So, so all, we, all we know is that, uh, we don't know specifically, but he calls it his thorn in the flesh, this messenger of Satan that's tormenting him. It was more than he could handle. And it says in, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians 12 that, that he prayed three times for this thorn to be removed. 
Probably not just, God, remove it, please. God, remove it, please. God, it probably wasn't just three times. Okay, that must be it. You get the impression from reading this that this was probably like seasons of prayer and, and devoted to praying about this thing. That it, that it was more than just a quick little prayer and then giving up. Paul, uh, three different times, three different seasons in his life is, is, is calling on God to get rid of this thing. He's, he's praying with fervency, probably with, with fasting, probably over days or weeks or months. He wants this thing gone because he can't handle it. <laughs> and, and I think that maybe you've been there or maybe you are there. Maybe you're praying for this one thing or these few things to change. If God would just, and he doesn't, and he hasn't, and it seems like it's more than you can handle. Why would God do that? I think we get a clue from, from what Paul learned through that experience. It says that he prayed fervently for this thorn to be removed. This was God's response in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, Paul said, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Paul said he didn't just put up with this awful stuff in his life. He didn't just hang in there when the circumstances seemed overwhelming. It says uh, he will boast all the more gladly. Uh, That is why he delights in all these things. He took delight in in these things that were more than he could handle. Uh, He saw the times when he was in over his head as a blessing. Why would he do that? Because when I have more than I can handle, I know God is going to handle it with me and for me. When I'm weak, he makes me strong. I, I heard, I think it was uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle at Life Church um, used the illustration of a, of a boat and it kind of resonated with me. A lot of times we're living life kind of like we're rowing the boat, right? And we're, and, and we're going and it's tiring and sometimes it, it's more than tiring and, and uh, we might, end up where we're going or close to where we're going and, and we, can, we can muscle through and sometimes we make some progress and, and, uh, and, and we get there and we do it, but, but it's, it's a struggle and it's hard and it's, oh, and wouldn't it be easier to just put up the sail, right? Relying on God's power in the midst of our overwhelming circumstances is like putting up the sail and catching the wind of the Spirit to live life the way he designed it for us. It doesn't mean that the problem is going to be gone. It means uh, that, that God is going to help you handle it. You, he's going to give you more than you can handle so that he can handle it and you can rely on him to handle it because your strength is nothing compared to his. God won't give you more than you can handle. God didn't say that. He said that you're going you're gonna to need him. He wants to draw close to you in the middle of these circumstances. He said that you're gonna need other people with you to carry these things and it's gonna be more than you can handle on your own and you need to handle it with with help. He said that when he draws near to you 
And as people draw near to you, that it's his strength that makes all the difference. That we need to call out to him, that we need to, to, uh, to ask him. Maybe it means that we need to humble ourselves and to, to, uh, to admit to someone else that we need some help. Maybe it means that, 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 that we need to put up the sail <laughs> to surrender to God and to allow his spirit to move and work in our lives.